Aligned for Success is here. Are you ready to transform your business from a really expensive hobby to a thriving business? Imagine what it would feel like to know where your next clients are coming from, to feel super clear and excited for your next steps and have the confidence and steps to show up as your fullest potential in your business. Well, Aligned for Success is my online course that's going to take you from stuck and frustrated to clear and confident in yourself as a business owner, service provider, and as a leader. It has all the tools that you need to build a successful business online, and it's your handbook to up-level your business, your mindset, and your success. So if you're ready to attract your dream clients, sell out your workshops and events, create irresistible offers that people want, price your offers confidently, stop exchanging time for money, increase your visibility, create raving fans and elevate your mindset to a level of success, then this is for you. It is a self-paced online course that you can use as a choose your own adventure. So you can either choose the area that you'd like to work on, whether it be mindset, business or success, or you can do all of it and then get access to the workshop module as well, which has 10 extra 60-minute masterclasses to support you to take things even deeper. Each module has 15 individual lessons that are included with a jam-packed video and worksheet to help you implement the lessons straight away into your business so you can start to harvest the success of all those seeds that you've been planting. So get ready to take your business to the next level and sign up for Aligned for Success right now. There is no start date. You can start straight away today. So if you head to the link in the show notes, you can find all the details and get access to the course straight away. I can't wait to see the impact this is going to have on your business. So go check out Aligned for Success. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to episode 286 of the Next Level Life podcast. Today, I'm doing something a little bit different. I have asked my beautiful friend, Kirsten Morrison, to do a podcast takeover. So Kirsten is an empowerment coach, breathwork facilitator, and human design alchemist. And today, she's going to be sharing all about how to understand your creative cycle. With a lens of human design, Kirsten will be sharing with you the top six gifts she feels that human design has given her. And it's a beautiful understanding on how to take the permission back. So giving yourself the permission to do things your way, do business your way, do consistency your way way, how to learn to trust in your own decisions, how to know when to use your voice and when not to, and how to understand what you're here to learn and how to have the biggest impact. Kirsten Morrison's mission on this planet is to guide women to break up with their inherited self and claim their authentic inherent self. She is the host of the Expressed podcast, an NLP practitioner, breathwork facilitator, and alchemizes it all through the lens of human design. It's her mission to help support women to remember their magnificence. She stands for radical self-belief, self-trust, authenticity, and amplifying your gifts to create the impact your soul came here to create. By using this incredible foundation of human design, she supports you to do it in a way that is energetically aligned for you and your unique blueprint. She believes that your way is the only way. You are the exception to the rule because you are already exceptional. So let me introduce you to the beautiful Kirsten Morrison. Morrison. 
So jumping into these six amazing gifts that human design has given me, one thing that I did not list that I would like to preface all of this with is that in deeply understanding myself, it has given me such a deeper respect, understanding and empathy for everybody around me, including people I don't even know online. And I think in really having this deep framework to understand myself and accept myself and really recognize so much how we are all really here on such a unique path and that we all came here with soul lessons to learn, a soul path that we're navigating. We all came here with different strengths, gifts, roles to play, archetypes to step into that, you know, different ways of doing things, different ways of sharing, different purposes that we're really here, different things we're supposed to activate in others. So many different layers to who we be in this path and this journey that we're all here in this amazing earth school. Particularly, I think, with the amount of carnage and chaos <laughs> unfolding in the world and, and particularly in the online space, I think it's really given me such a deeper uh, empathy, understanding and insight into why other people may have the views that they do, share the way that they share, not share the things that they share and just kind of having a bit more of a objective kind of sit back and rather than maybe being triggered or offended or, you know, mute or unfollow or any of those sort of things, I can just have this more balanced approach to understanding why someone may be experiencing that and just really having this deep empathy for the human experience. And I think that obviously, <laughs> as I'm sure anyone listening to this can can appreciate with everything that's unfolding in the world right now, I think that that is something that we so desperately need is just more understanding with each other. And I think if human design can provide the blueprint for that or the gateway to that or the portal, then I am here for it. <laughs> and I really do think that understanding ourselves supports us to understand other people as well. And I think that one of the things that I've really noticed so much in the personal professional general society is that this kind of one size fits all model, one size fits all approach, or because it worked for me, it's going to work for you. Or because I found value in this automatically, it means that you will as well. Like we just can't project our reality onto other people or project our way of being onto other people, because that may be in complete conflict to how they're here to live their life. And I think the more we deeply understand ourselves and we also then have this really cool framework and tool to understand people around us. We can kind of be like, oh, yeah, that's that's kind of what you're here for. So I get it. I get it. I can understand that. And you you, you go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> you know, it's like we have a bit more of that. And I think that if we could just appreciate each other's differences and how weird, wild and wonderful we all are, I think that there would be so much more peace and harmony in the world. And that is one of the things that I love the most about human design is it gives us an appreciation for difference <laughs> rather than um, a judgment or a need for it to be so binary and polarizing like it is now. So that is not even one of the things that <laughs> I had listed here, but I really do think it's such an important insight because, you know, particularly for myself this year, one of the things that has really unfolded for me is a deep appreciation and remembrance for how important 
that understanding of self is and how far in life just deeply understanding yourself can get you and how important it is when shit gets rough and when the challenges come your way and the hurdles and the things that you have to overcome the more you know yourself the more unshakable you become in those moments the more ease and trust you have that you're going to be able to overcome them or you're going to be able to move through it you're going to be able to navigate it you know we are with ourselves the longest and the relationship we have with ourselves is the most important. So anything that you can do to understand yourself, appreciate yourself, um, love yourself more and really um, have that deep level of respect to yourself, I believe the easier life becomes. So I'm going to explain a little bit about what human design is for maybe those who don't know, haven't listened before, I'm just hearing this for the first time. I can't even remember what I said in the previous podcast. So (laughs) I could have already explained this, but if not, I'm going to explain it just really briefly again. So human design is a combination between astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, the chakra system and quantum physics. So essentially the little analogy that I like to use to explain human design is there is a movie called Soul on the Disney network And it's about incarnation in the afterlife. And in this movie, there is a scene where all the little baby souls that are ready to jump down and inhabit earth and jump into the body that they're here to incarnate into in this lifetime. They're standing around this little cutout over earth. And basically right before they incarnate, they all get given an earth badge. And an earth badge has their spark, their gifts, their personality, what they're going to contribute. It's already all mapped into this little earth badge that's attached to the front of them so that when they jump into the body, the human that they're going to inhabit for this lifetime, they've already got all of that unique energetics encoded within them. And that is really what human design is. It is our earth badge. So it's all of our unique energetics, our personalities, our strengths, the archetypes we came here to play, the energies of our universal assignment. Like it's all there. (laughs) It's literally all there mapped in and encoded within us. And so when people say you've got everything that you already need inside you, they're fucking right. Like it's literally all there. And it's just the fact that we've had all of this conditioning that's kind of separated us from our truth. And when we sort of start to unpack our design, we start to have an appreciation for all of the ways in which we know deep down that we work best, but maybe we've been fighting against ourselves and trying to swim upstream in someone else's reality rather than just jumping in the little ring raft and floating down the stream of our own magnificence. So the human design gives us just this beautiful language, this visual, this framework, this deep understanding that we can have something tangible in front of us to be like, ah, that's why that happens. That's why I do that. Oh, that's why I experience that. Oh, that makes sense why I'm interested in that. And because we've got this beautiful, tangible, visual thing in front of us, we can really start to appreciate ourselves more and stop ignoring those things or trying to brush them under the rug or fight against ourselves. We can just be like, oh, great. Actually, that is who I am and that is what I'm here for. And that kind of level of self-trust and self-acceptance is such a powerful foundation for anything else that we want in life. So that's what I really love about human design is it just gives us this beautiful, tangible framework that acts as a portal into self-trust so that we can then start to really live in our truth. And eventually, you know, maybe you won't even look at your human design chart, but it really does give you, I think, that base layer to really jump 
and grow from. So it's not a personality test. You don't take a quiz. It's not based on your answers. It doesn't change. It is literally your soul's blueprint. So it is who your soul intended you to be in this lifetime so that you can get everything that you came here to learn as an individual, but also you can understand what you came here to contribute as well. And I think that that is obviously one of human beings' biggest questions anyway, is what am I here for? What is my purpose? And I think that that is one of the biggest things that people come to me for readings for is a deeper clarification on what their purpose is or what they're really here to do. And then also what they can then do to use this as an amazing tool for business, because it really is a game changing tool for business. So the first thing that human design really gave me was in understanding my energy type, which is probably one of the most important things to understand When you first start to play with human design, I think everyone gets really excited by everything that's going on in the body graph, but really just understanding your energy type in itself (laughs) is life changing. And I think for me, understanding my energy as a manifester puts so much into perspective, particularly when it came to how I was operating in not only my life, but also in my relationships and in my business. I was constantly looking for permission and validation everywhere in my life, in my business, everywhere, relationships. I was always this undercurrent of permission. And for me as a manifester, like permission is a repelling energy. It does not create magnetism. So for me to really have that permission, not to seek permission was huge because as a manifester, my energy and my strategy to create magnetism is to inform. So rather than asking, hey, what do you think I should do about this? Or do you think this is a good idea? Or hey, what do you want to learn from me? Or hey, if I did a course like this, would you guys want it? Any of that kind of energy for me personally. And some of that is completely uh, magnetic for other energetic strategies. But for me, no. (laughs) So understanding that and having that permission to just really understand that even if I couldn't see it anywhere else, if I didn't see anyone else doing it the way that I wanted to do it, didn't mean that it wasn't going to work. And I think for me, what has changed and what has supported my quantum evolution this year is just saying, fuck it, (laughs) I'm going to do it my own way. Because honestly, I got to the point at the end of last year, I was like, if I can't do it my own way, I don't even want to do it at all. So for me, it has been a huge and thankfully very successful experiment into understanding that just because I couldn't see it anywhere else didn't mean that it wouldn't work. And I think that coming out of all of that permission energy and trying to do it everyone else's way, do it the way that it works or I was told was the way has completely shifted everything. Stopping asking for so many opinions into things that I was creating or looking for validation for my creations, because ultimately when I would get any resistance, a no or someone would invalidate the way that I wanted to execute that idea, I would immediately slip into my not self, which is anger (laughs) and All of the energy types have a signature and not self, which is two emotions that we're really looking for that are indicators of whether we're out of alignment or in alignment. And I totally did not recognize at the time that 
my anger was really because I was not using my strategy correctly in seeking permission and asking for validation for my creations, my ideas, things that I wanted to do rather than informing. I was immediately met with resistance, suggestions, opinions, insights, um, you know, creative tweaks, (laughs) things that as a manifester just literally feel like a huge roadblock and ultimately like an enormous amount of like Hulk smash (laughs) energy that comes out. And so understanding that about myself and I still slip up at times, you know, I did this last week. I looked for permission from someone and looked for validation and immediately was enormously enraged (laughs) and it was a real lesson to me like oh that's why I don't do that so for me it's more about having the understanding having the idea having the insight of what I truly want and informing those that it's going to impact or informing that I'm you know launching alchemy or informing that this is the idea this is the creation this is the direction we're going in and it really is a get on board or get out of the way kind of energy because I'm just giving people a heads up that this is what I'm doing. This is what's happening. And that whole understanding in itself, I think has made all the difference in my life and business this year is really deeply understanding my strategy and pulling myself out of permission energy. You know, even with creating alchemy, I did not even tell (laughs) anyone really what it was going to be about. I didn't really explain it to anyone in my inner circle. I didn't ask for um, feedback from anyone. I just created it. And, you know, I have been sitting on it for a while And then last, I think a couple of weeks ago, I just was at night, I saw that there was um, the Lionsgate portal. I saw a little Instagram post about it and I was like, oh, great. That's when the program's coming out. (laughs) I just, um, I think I announced it like the next day that it was, you know, going out for pre-launch on the Sunday, um, which was Lionsgate. And I just created the page for it and did everything in like a day and just dropped it on the Sunday. (laughs) And I was like, that is that manifest energy of that informing and initiating. And I think that that is something that was so missing from my approach for such a long time, because I was always looking for permission of when to launch it, what it should include. Does this sound good? What about this? And I think that every time that my idea was invalidated, I ultimately probably just wouldn't even do it. And it just completely changed the energetics and the dynamic of that offering. And this to me feels like probably why I'm maybe so passionate and excited about it is because this is the first pure offering that I have created completely undiluted from any feedback or input that really does feel like a full-blown <laughs> manifesto creation um, to just bring that to life. Because one of the things with manifestors as well is that for us trying to explain an idea that we haven't executed yet is incredibly frustrating and challenging and difficult because we don't necessarily fully see where we're headed yet. So I think in all the times in the past where people would start to ask questions and pick my ideas apart is like, I hadn't fully formed the concept yet. So in those moments, I couldn't really explain myself. And when you can't explain yourself, then people, I guess, feel that they have permission to continue to drill even harder, to look for that clarity, to support you coming from a loving place. But ultimately it can sometimes just lead to a little bit more confusion. So number one, the permission not to ask for permission has been a game changer. 
in all aspects of life and really stepping into my strategy to inform. And that has even, I feel like, changed my communication. I'm sure if you even want to like skip back and listen to some old podcasts of what was then labeled the ground up, you'll probably hear the incredible difference in my voice. I can only assume I haven't listened back myself, but I feel like the energetics of that informing strategy really comes through in my voice now because I have claimed that so much more and I know that there is still so much more to go because I myself have received so much conditioning around what that looks like and you know really taking up the space and being in that informing energy because you know I'd received so much conditioning around really that more permission-based energy and you know I think that whenever we are you know, working with something new and we're stepping into a new level to ourselves. we have to be kind to ourselves and remember that we are literally navigating a lifetime of conditioning and a certain way of being and that sometimes it is a bit of a process to really fully step into that. But one thing that I would really say that I love about human design, and I'm, I think you can kind of all start to gather, there's a lot of things I love about <laughs> human design, but one of the things is that I feel like Again, just having this framework and this understanding is such a powerful permission slip to step into that bigness, that fullness, to really claim whatever it is and step past that conditioning in such a more rapid succession than anything else that I've really experienced. Because like I said, you've got this amazing tangible tool that you can really go, ah, yes, that's for me. Great. I know it's definitely for me. And being in that decisiveness, I think kind of collapses the timelines around that inner work in such a way that I've not experienced anything else in my personal and professional development journey. It really does, I feel like, quantum leap (laughs) your evolution and I think it really supports you to move past conditioning and any kind of limiting beliefs and things like that so much quicker in having this framework of acceptance for self so number one the permission not to ask for permission has been huge for me The second one, also equally around permission, because I feel like human design does give you a lot of fiery permission slips, (laughs) is again what I kind of touched on at the start of this episode when I thanked you all for being here for the most inconsistent podcast on the internet, is the idea of this ebbs and flows of my manifesto energy. And like I said at the start of this podcast, that whole, my whole chart just amplifies that ebbs and flows. And before I really understood this about myself, I really used to make it mean something bad about me. I used to think that I would never be successful because I did not have that propensity to want to be online all the time and show up consistently and show up every day. And when I did, you know, there was patches where I would feel really fired and lit up and I was obviously in more of a surge energy. But when I was in my rest energy and I was still trying to actively show up online, I actually felt so insecure in those seasons showing up online where I don't really have that in other times when I'm in a surge. I don't have that kind of insecurity around showing up online or on video. But if I was in a natural ebb or a dip, then that was actually really challenging for me, you know, particularly as I have the hermit archetype in my profile as well. 
But there was times when it would be really hard. And then it would also then slip me into the not self of my open heart center, which is feeling unworthy. And I would dip into that unworthiness and kind of go into the not self of the open heart and really beat myself up for why I couldn't be consistent and push myself to share for the sake of it and push myself to come up with things to share about. And I think that that again is just was diluting my magnetism and my my power because if I was sharing from a place that I didn't actually feel aligned to share from that automatically was not resonant for anybody else and I think one thing that I think is so important to note particularly as we are shifting into this kind of new paradigm this new reality this new world is I think there's still so much push for people to operate off a very old reality masculine structure that doesn't really integrate or incorporate the feminine. And part of that is still this push to do things from a very head-based, you know, psychology of, you know, whatever perspective, rather than really understanding that I think that people now invest and their energy, their time, their attention, their money, whatever it might be, based on the energetics. And I think if you guys think about the posts that you resonate to the most and maybe the things that you've invested in recently, they're not the things with the necessarily perfect cookie cutter sales copy or they're not using a certain template or it's not because they asked a question at the end of the post to get the engagement or it's not because they used a catchy headline to grab your attention when you were scrolling past. Truly, if you really sit with it and think about it, the things that you invest your time and your attention in and ultimately your money are the things that feel like an energetic fuck yes to you. And I think that that is really the space that people operate from in truth now. And I think that we all have really cottoned on to so many of these little strategies and tools that are kind of used online. And I don't think people necessarily buy it anymore, but what they do buy, and I think really do um, heavily resonate and invest with is energy. You cannot outwork or outsmart (laughs) your energy. And if you are not in energetic integrity with yourself, people will feel that. And I think that if you are really in energetic resonance with what you're doing, with what you're saying, with what you're putting out there, then that will automatically have buy-in, for want of a better word, from other people's energy as well. Because you can feel it, whether it's written, whether it's a reel, whether it's a video, whatever the fuck it is, people can feel that and they're experiencing that in real time. And I think really in deeply understanding this idea of energy and how mine is here to work and giving myself permission to roll with the surges. And if I feel like a post is like burning to come through me, (laughs) sharing it. And if I feel like a podcast is ready to be released, sharing it. But when it's not, and when I am in those kind of more restful, reflective, integrating periods, it's really important for me to be in that energy. And I think the biggest challenge for me to really step into the trust in the rest seasons was because I wasn't, again, seeing that really many places online. I didn't have any expanders for what that looked like. And it was so fucking terrifying for me to really start to step into these dips because, you know, there's all of this push around, oh, you lose your momentum and the algorithm and people will lose interest and blah. And like, I am just calling bullshit on all of that because I have not found that to be true at all. And I have decided that that is not my reality, that I will be supported in my rest periods. I will be supported 
in my searches, whatever period it is, I will be supported. And I have decided that and I am building my reality based off that. And I have not actually found it detrimental. In fact, it has been far more (laughs) prosperous and abundant and nourishing and exciting and joyful and easeful for me in going with where my energy is rather than pushing it to be something it is not. Because I was just getting burnt out. I was getting angry. I was getting resentful. I wasn't enjoying the content that I was putting out. And sometimes I see Facebook memories pop up and I'm like, wow, I was really trying to write a post that day. (laughs) And, you know, you can feel that. And I can feel that reading it back now. So I'm sure that whoever was reading that would have felt that too. And the posts that I have always done that have had the most engagement or the creations I've done that have had the most you know, enthusiasm or momentum around them have been the ones where I have been the most energetically aligned and enthused with it as well. So I think for me, again, number two, permission to be in my own energetic rhythm and really trust that I don't need to be consistent. I don't need to be on all the time. I don't need to show up every fucking day on Insta story (laughs) in order to be a quote unquote success. And that I have really been able to carve out and continue to do so because I'm still untangling some of what that looks like to be so consistent and on all the time to step into this new reality of how my, you know, life, my business, everything is nourished through being in energetic integrity with myself. And again, just trusting that I'm going to be supported either way. Now, the third thing that human design has really given me is an understanding of my creative cycle (laughs) and the emotions that are a part of that. My chart is a little bit different to many that I've looked at. And again, that doesn't surprise me because (laughs) um, everything about my chart seems to be about being an individual, including the actual layout of it, apparently. But my design has this very clear flow of energy and this current that goes basically all the way down from the bottom all the way up to the top. And what I've really learned from marinating with this and sitting with this and, you know, really reflecting on what this energetic flow is, it has given me such a deep understanding of my creative cycle. And I can really see where I would dip into self-doubt and really make certain things mean things about me before having this understanding and this insight and how much this has actually supported me to detach from the highs and lows that I would experience when it came to my creativity and my creations. So without being able to pull up my chart and show you, I'm going to do my best at describing this (laughs) process for you. But basically my creations stem from my emotional center, my solar plexus. So there is an emotion that drives the creation. And that might be something that I'm fired up about. It might be something that's pissed me off. It might be something I'm excited about, but there is something around that process that hits this kind of emotional place that triggers off my creative process. 
Then it goes down through this energy channel called the channel of emoting. And when I think of this channel, I really think of being on like whitewater rapids (laughs) because it is really this real high and low, high and low, high and low. (laughs) And I think that when you're going through the channel of emoting, when you are creating, there is a lot of like highs and lows and uncertainties and doubts and should I, shouldn't I, is this good? Is it not good? Oh my God, am I bad? Am I not good? Like I would like literally go so wild in the rapids in my creations before having this insight because I was really overly identifying with the highs and lows. You know, every time I would hit a low or I would get so wrapped up and so focused in on the emotions that I was experiencing when I was moving an idea or moving through this channel and I would really go through this like insane up and down and really overly attached to every single bump in the road and I would really spend I reckon a lot of time just kind of spinning around in a circle like not going anywhere with these emotions because I was really attaching to them I was making it mean that you know oh my god I don't know what I'm doing and I'm so uncertain and I don't know what I should be creating and how should I be doing it? And I would get so lost in all the emotions. And if I kept land, you know, sometimes I would have these big moments of clarity and like, you know, woo, and like doing all the things. And then when I'd land back in this space, I'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm back here again. Like, you know, just like drama llama in this channel and not understanding that this is actually part of my creative power. It can be this beautiful channel of discernment because it kind of weeds out what's you know important and what's not and I think in having this understanding first and foremost that a lot of my creations stem from an emotional place or a wave an emotional wave that comes through this rapids is that the rapids have kind of turned more into like a little I don't even know like little ripples (laughs) in understanding this I've been able to step back and detach from that process and be like ah I'm just emoting that's fine it'll figure itself out and having like way more chill around this whole process and not freaking out and making it mean something about me and you know going into that overly dramatic emotional place where I just was in full self-doubt and crisis mode now I'm just like ah that's where that offering is or that's where I'm at in in my process I'm just emoting it's fine (laughs) and I've been able to really minimize and shorten the gap with that process as well because I'm not overly attaching to it I'm just accepting and moving with the ripples of that then my creations my ideas whatever it is I'm bringing to life hit the root center and the root is the home of drive and ambition so it hits the root center and it's like right we're doing something about this And then I go into action mode. And this is probably where in the past I've received like what I perceive to be clarity or like a fuck it, I'm doing it, you know, (laughs) and get this like real surge of like it's happening. And so it hits the root center and then it pushes off into what we call the channel of struggle. And the channel of struggle sounds really bad. It sounds like you're going to struggle, but it's actually more again of this kind of discernment energy of like looking for meaning. What's worth fighting for? Is this going to provide meaning? Is this going to provide value? Is this going to make an impact? So you're being discerning about basically what it is that you're creating. And I think for me, I've even noticed sometimes I've had, you know, some offerings in one place in my creative circuitry, another offering in a completely different place. And sometimes I've noticed when things have felt a little bit like stale to me, or I've been like, I don't really know, maybe something needs to be tweaked about that. And I've started to be a little bit like, you know, do I keep that? Do I refine that? What do I do about that? I've like now recognized that it's in this 
channel of struggle and that basically it's like this discernment to look for meaning. Everything that I do needs to have meaning, not only for me, but also for the people that I'm sharing it with. So it moves through this kind of process to really find meaning, you know, and this kind of discernment of like, is this worth fighting for? Then it hits the spleen, which is the home of our intuition. And basically then it stems off into this channel called the channel of perfected form. So this is the process where I really start to intuitively perfect and correct. And this is where I go into this like refinement process before it steps into the creation. So it's like looking at, um, you know, refining, perfecting, you know, what is this going to look like? What's it going to be? How, you know, who's it going to serve? Like it goes into this kind of like refining the process, the offering, And then it hits my identity center and the identity is all about the self, it's identity and direction. And so when it hits the identity center, it's almost like this part of me is like, okay, so how do I want to create this? And it's a very like I driven space of how do I want to create this? What do I want to feel like creating this? It's like, how do I want to impact? How do I want to serve? What do I want this to look like? And it's very much this driven directional place, but from a very, um, individual space it's like how is this mine how am I going to make this different how do I really want this to look and it's very much around the individual and then it goes up through this channel of inspiration and basically this is where it comes into creative form and this energy again is very individually empowered it's the drive to empower through essentially being yourself and having this very individualized creation And then it goes up into my throat when I bring it to life. So you can really see how there is so much of this beautiful process of basically being hit by this emotional wave, going through the rapids (laughs) to essentially um, figure out what it is exactly I want to do, landing in this space of clarity with the drive, flying up into figuring out the meaning of it or whether it is worth putting the energy into, worth fighting for, going into the intuition, going into a refining process, coming into the identity of how I'm going to make this, how I'm going to make it mine, you know, what I want to bring into the world, what's really important to me, what I value, all of those sort of things where it comes from self and then into this empowered creative channel up into the throat and into reality. So having this kind of understanding of this process has been really deeply valuable to my creativity because I can really pinpoint now where certain creations are and rather than making it mean something or like, oh my God, I've lost clarity, I feel stuck, oh my God, I'm confused, you know, and identifying with all of these labels and emotions, it's like, oh, that's just there. Okay, cool. Maybe I need to sit and think about whether this offering still has meaning or whether I need to refine it. And, you know, I did that earlier in the start of the year with my um, breathwork offering and my packages. I created an online portal and changed the way that I offered that to make it more valuable and have more meaning and also in turn make it more valuable and meaningful to me as well. So there was a whole process that kind of went around that, but I knew that that's what I needed to do based on recognizing where that was. And I think that in the past, what has happened is I've gotten really overly identified with, what that process really looked like and made it mean things about myself, which just were ultimately not true. Within that as well, I think one of the biggest learnings that I understood about that creative process is, you know, some feedback that I received years ago was that I shared too much from an individual space. Like I was always writing from my perspective or always sharing my perspective, my insights, whatever, rather than writing it from a more, I guess, teacher tone to support people. And that always felt really unnatural to me. And I think 
one of the biggest gifts in really appreciating the way that I share has been understanding that whole process because, you know, when I was talking about how it hits the identity center and I kind of add my source on it or my viewpoint or my experience, and then it comes out of this in, you know, individually empowered, creative channel through the throat. This is kind of where I kind of add my source on it, my spin on it, my experience. And I'm also a six line profile. And that's kind of what we're here to share as well is really that experience based wisdom. So without understanding this about myself, I probably would have gone on for far longer than I did in changing my approach and coming from a different way. And I always find that I have far more energetic resonance with people when I am just myself and really speak from that space of experience and perspective and, you know, my own Um, yeah, individual tone, (laughs) that is really what I'm here for. And you can see how that kind of is the last point of call um, before I bring my creations into the world is that event, um, very individual space. And if you go and even have a look at some of the content that I've created around alchemy or even a little bit around the, the, the page and the invitation for that, for that offering, you know, there is a lot of, um, you know, personal experience and personal tone, woven in there and now understanding and appreciating that that is part of my gift I no longer try and conform and fit my expression into a different box other than the one that feels really good for me so understanding my creative cycle has been the third biggest gift (laughs) that human design has given me now the fourth biggest gift that human design has given me is trust in my decisions (laughs) and I used to share about this a lot so if you have been here for the journey for quite some time, you would know that I coined the phrase serial polling in regards to a process that I used to go around in making decisions. And what I used to do is because I truly thought that I was indecisive. And I honestly thought this came from a space of like low self-worth and not believing in myself that I would ask a million and one people for their input when I was making decisions. And what I now understand is that I have an emotional authority. So again, similar to that emotional wave that sparks a lot of my creativity, I'm also here to make decisions based on my emotions. (laughs) And if you have an emotional authority, or even if you don't, I'm sure you can appreciate your emotions change a lot. (laughs) So if I'm going through this continual high and lows and these like, you know, peaks and valleys of my emotions, then my decision is going to be impacted by those emotions. And for such a long time, I really truly thought that I was indecisive and that I couldn't make a decision. And then I would outsource my power and go and ask all these people for their input and ultimately just confuse the shit out of myself and extend this process out far longer than it needed to be. And then get so overwhelmed and confused that making a decision would take me weeks. But now understanding that I have an emotional authority, I recognize that actually that is part of my decision-making process is to ride these highs and lows of my decision. And sometimes that's going to look like, this is a great idea. This is a terrible idea. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And now understanding that for myself, I recognize that if I just allow those waves to naturally turn into ripples, it'll probably take me about four or five days to make most, you know, reasonably large or large decisions. And I don't feel the need to ask for input anymore because I understand and appreciate that's how I'm here to make my decisions. So I have a real trust 
that ultimately I'm going to land in that space of emotional clarity for myself. I just need to give it a bit of breathing room. And in doing that, I've collapsed that timeline again from making decisions in like a 14 (laughs) day period down to like a four or five, because I just recognize that I will naturally land in that space of clarity, which has also supported me to trust myself more because I haven't been making reactive decisions from a high And then ultimately landing in a no and having to backtrack or I haven't been writing things off immediately as a no and then regretting and wishing that I had have done it and then feeling like, oh, God, I just um, I should have done it. Oh, God, why couldn't I make a decision and going through this whole again, overly attached place to why or why not I did not make the right decision and feeling like I couldn't trust myself and that I didn't really know what was best for myself and all of these things that I would make that mean about myself rather than just understanding that that's actually how I'm here to make decisions. And, you know, the emotional authority is a really strong authority once you land in that space of clarity, but you've got to give yourself that space. So understanding that now has been incredibly valuable, which leads me into the fifth thing that human design has really given me, which is to do with my authority and that is actually when not to use my voice or around certain things that I may or may not want to share online and I think that understanding this emotional authority in this process is really been so valuable in reflecting particularly on last year when I can really recognize that sometimes something would really fire me up or spark me up or I would see something and I would get an emotional reaction around it and I would reactively share it onto my story from this really heightened emotional place from the emotional authority. And then I would sometimes be like, Oh, should I have shared that? Should I have shared that? Oh my God. Right. And then I'd go in this like whole little wave process. And sometimes I would delete it and then think about it. And then, you know, I'd be like, Oh, should I have deleted that? And now just really understanding again, that I'm an emotional authority and how I am here to make decisions. Sometimes even when it comes to sharing, if something really sparks me or fires me up, I just have to sit with it for a moment, let that wave ride out. And then, you know, after the wave has turned into a ripple and I'm no longer coming from a really like heightened yes or no place, that that is then the space to share from it because I'm then very grounded in the decision around sharing that. And I would honestly say like nine times out of 10 now, I have no desire to share it in a few days, (laughs) like after I've really ridden that wave. And I can really see again, like how much that reactivity around sharing from that emotional um, space was actually at my detriment because I was then feeling insecure about some of the things I was sharing and it was making me question things and oh god and like going into doubt and overthinking and all of those sort of things whereas I think again if you can really ride out that emotional wave then if I land in that space of emotional yes then it's a fuck yes and of course I'm willing to share it take the arrows whatever that might be so I think really in understanding that I'm really sitting with things for a while and really allowing myself to ride that emotional wave and it could literally be about anything But in landing in that space of like, yes, this is right for me to share or no, this is not. And just having that real buffer for myself rather than having that emotional reaction and going into like manifesto mode and like initiating and, you know, you know, going crazy like straight away. 
it's just giving myself a chance to breathe and ride that little wave around whether I really want to add my voice to that or whether I really want to contribute to that or whether that's really important to me or whether I really, you know, know enough about that or whatever that might be, that process of just really feeling it out and then landing in that space of emotional clarity and certainty which then allows whatever I share to come from a more grounded space rather than an emotional space. And that within itself has been a really beautiful tie into that kind of content creation slash sharing process and almost leadership, I guess you could say in a way that has been through understanding my authority. That's kind of been a really um, cool subcategory of the authority that I didn't really expect to uncover that has really supported me in this, my own experimentation process. And obviously everyone has a different authority. There's multiple different authorities. So not everyone has an emotional authority. Some people have, you know, a sacral authority and they might get a yes immediately around sharing something or a gut. No, that's not what they want to share. Or, you know, some people with a splenic authority have like an intuitive knowing that it's just right for them to lend their voice to that. Or some people might have an ego authority, you know, from the heart and it's like a desire to share or create an impact. And so everyone has completely different things, but for the emotional waves, if you're out there with me, sometimes it really helps just to give yourself a pause to really feel things through. Now, the last thing that human design has really given me, number six, is a deep understanding of what I'm here to learn and what I'm here to move through, through my open centers. So our open and undefined centers are really what we're here to learn. They're also what we're here to contribute and how we're here to impact, influence, and ultimately profit as well. So I think for me, having this really beautiful framework and this visual understanding of what I'm here to learn, I can really see where my conditioning, my wounding, my shadows, the work that I've been doing, where that really comes from and allowed me to work through it in a completely different way and really detach a little bit from Um, again, really overly identifying with it or, or, you know, having any resentment even around it. Like I can really even appreciate now some of the conditioning that I've received around my open heart center in terms of, you know, feeling unworthy and undervalued. It actually gives me on reflection, a deep appreciation for some of those experiences that I'd had a lot of resentment towards. And now having a different lens and framework to kind of look at them and really recognize that that has supported me to transcend the shadow aspects of that and that I maybe needed to experience a little bit of that conditioning to transcend some of that and also still note where my work is and, you know, really stepping, stepping into that and continuing to lean into being in the embodiment of some of those open energy centers and the work that I'm here to do. But it's also then given me this really deep, clear understanding of what I'm here to contribute as well. And I think for years when I was scratching my head thinking, who am I meant to serve? What am I supposed to do? What are my offerings? What am I, (laughs) how am I supposed to impact? What am I supposed to be talking about? It's all there in your chart. And it's just mind blowing to me that it's literally all there. And what I love so much about the readings is when I'm doing things with people, you can see how much the things that they're either creating or want to create are already in their chart. And it's just so cool to, I think, have that understanding and framework of like exactly how you can communicate that and how you can support people 
through these incredible things that we're really here to navigate in this lifetime as well. And I think, again, that just gives this really beautiful um, understanding to the things that we're here to learn in our journey are the exact things that we're here to impact and support other people with as well. So we're developing the blueprint within ourselves as we navigate these you know, challenges and hurdles and conditioning and shadows from these open centers. And that gives us the ability to impact and influence other people from that space as well. So having that really deep sense of understanding of what the specifics are of how I'm here to impact, how I'm here to influence, how I'm here to really provide blueprints for other people around things, you know, particularly, for example, the open heart center. And one of the things that people are here to impact and influence if they have an open heart center is confidence and empowerment. And obviously that has been such a cornerstone for everything that I have created, but you can really start to see why we want to do the things that we want to do and how we're really here to impact and serve. And I think having that template framework language and understanding around that is so deeply clarifying along with also the energetics of our incarnation cross, which are really the four dominant energies that drive our purpose, even understanding the energetics and breaking that down for myself and understanding kind of how or like what is driving some of the things that I've been creating has been game changing as well. So I guess in summary (laughs) to really just say is that there is almost virtually nothing that you can't find out about yourself through human design. And it is just such an incredibly powerful tool. It has given me so much and it is just a joy to be able to bring this to other people as well. And I think to loop it back to what I was talking about at the start of the podcast is as we start to unpack our chart, we really can start to appreciate and understand just some of our beautiful inherent ways of being and what really does come naturally to us and what we are actually here for. And I think what that really supports with, you know, even what I was sharing, you know, some of the feedback that I'd received around my own communication styles, we can start to really come into this space of acceptance of like, no, that's actually not true for me and not take some of those sort of like unsolicited opinions or, you know, people's just natural projections of, you know, even if it's coming from a loving space of how they feel you should live your life or what you should do or how you should create or how you should show up or what's the best, most effective way to do X, Y, Z and really come into this space of like, no, (laughs) this is what is true for me and start to really stand by who we are and what comes naturally to us and what we're here for with conviction from a really grounded, loving space of knowing ourself and also having a deep appreciation and respect for the individuals that are around us and the way in which that they are here to do things as well and really start to have this beautiful, beautiful self-acceptance and acceptance of others and really start to see some of the ways in which we are naturally conditioned day in, day out and allow ourselves to be insulated by that knowledge of self. So I hope that this episode has been insightful. I think it went all type of different places, (laughs) but I think you can really see just how much it has given me. And I'm sure that that is just only scratching the surface, but they're some of the main things that really jumped out to me when I was sitting with what human design has really given me in terms of my own journey. But I think really just that kind of hits the nail on the head is just that permission slip to be myself and stand by 
what I inherently know is my truth and not let that be swayed by other people. And just a really deep appreciation again for some of the the shadow aspects that maybe are still part of my journey and really just recognizing that there is so much gifts in what we're here to learn because I know that it's what we're here to impact with as well. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.